Welcome back to Feminist Book Club, the podcast. We're not just about feminist books. We are here for social justice, literature, and media in all its forms. But we do that through an intersectional feminist lens. Thanks for being here. Let's get started. Hey everyone, Renee here, and it is close to the end of the year. So today we are bringing you five unexpected five-star reads of 2023. And I'm going to bring you uh, three fiction options, and then we'll hear from Ra, who's going to bring you two nonfiction options. And I want to caveat this with, this is unexpected because I am not familiar with the author, or it's a genre I don't typically read, something along those lines. So I, I want to throw out some five-star reads that were absolutely five-star reads, and I expected them to be five-star reads. And that's because I love these authors, and I feel like there's nothing that they could write that would be bad. <laughs> and so, you know, I have to shout out Yellowface by R.F. Kwong, Vampires of El Norte by Isabel Cañas, Goodbye Earl by Lisa Cross Smith. I love Lisa Cross Smith. And Happy Place by Emily Henry. These three authors, or four authors, are just brilliant, in my opinion. So that's why they're not on this official list, because I fully expected to love their books. But these three are are brand... This is brand new information for me. So for instance, um, I typically read contemporary fiction. If I'm going to read fiction, I typically read contemporary fiction. Um, I have enjoyed some Greek mythology retellings or mythology retellings in general, but it's not really something that I gravitate towards, which is why Psyche and Eros by Luna McNamara was an unexpected five-star read for me. So this is a retelling of the story of Psyche and Eros, obviously. Um, And if you're unfamiliar with them, Eros is also known as Cupid in Roman mythology, um, accidentally shoots himself with a love arrow, falls in love with Psyche, but the curse is Psyche is not allowed to actually see Eros, just knows that someone is in love with her. It is so well done. The prose in this book is so stunning. It is like, just like, a big old hug. And it's not necessarily a romance novel, even though there's a love story at the center of it. I just adored this book. So that's that's Psyche and Eros by Luna McNamara. Wholly unexpected five-star read from me. My next unexpected five-star read is The Wishing Pool and Other Stories by Tanana Rive Du. And this is a collection of short stories that... I want to say like it's a collection of horror stories, but the the horrors in a lot of these stories are everyday reality horrors. <laughs> so if you know Tanana Rivedu's work, she tends to bring in a lot of realistic horror um, in the vein of Jordan Peele of Get Out, that kind of that kind of horror. And I had read her work before, but this one was so masterful because short stories can just pull a big old punch in just a few pages. And I was flabbergasted by how big the punch was for how few the pages were for each of these stories. There is not a bad story in this book. Some are a little more suspenseful. Some are a little more sci-fi. Some are a little more gory, but they are all bangers. (laughs) Um, and I, 
I don't know. I just, I wasn't, I wasn't sure what to expect from a collection of short stories from this author, but I am so glad I read it and unexpected five stars. Now the third and final fiction option I will give to you before I toss it over to Ra um, is The Last Animal by Ramona Ausubel. And this was, I forget where I heard about this. This was pitched as a feminist Jurassic Park and it is and it isn't. And that got my spidey senses up because I was very much intrigued by that premise. But at the center of this story, the last animal is a grieving wife and her two teenage daughters. Um, The daughter's father has recently passed away. The wife is a scientist and she is hell-bent on reanimating or cloning or recreating, bringing to this world... (laughs) a baby woolly mammoth and she and her daughters succeed and so this book is just this brilliant character-driven story about this woolly mammoth and the resilience of this family healing from such a huge loss with just like interesting characters at the center I if you liked lessons in chemistry it's a little bit of the same flavor so um Yeah, I had never heard of this author before. I wasn't sure what to expect. So again, an unexpected five-star read from me. So to recap, that was Psyche and Eros by uh, Luna McNamara, The Last Animal by Ramona Asabel, and Wishing Pool and Other Stories by Tanana Rive Du. Can't wait to hear what Ra has to share with us. The last person that called me Sweet Pea ended up dead. I haven't killed anyone for three years, and I thought that when it happened again, I'd feel bad. But no, I had a blissful night's sleep. This morning, I feel balanced, almost sane for once. Rhiannon is your average girl next door, settled with her boyfriend and a little dog, but she's got a killer secret. Although her childhood was haunted by a famous crime, Rhiannon's life is normal now that her celebrity has dwindled. By day, her job as an editorial assistant is demeaning and unsatisfying. By evening, she dutifully listens to her friends' plans for marriage and babies while secretly making a list. A kill list. From the man on the Lidl checkout who always mishandles her apples, to the driver who cuts her off on the way to work, to the people who have got it coming, Rhiannon's ready to get her revenge. Because the girl everyone overlooks might be able to get away with murder. American Psycho meets Bridget Jones in Sweet Pea by C.J. Scoos, a darkly comic novel about a girl-next-door serial killer that you can't help to love but also agree with. This is written in diary format, so we really get into Rhiannon's deranged and sometimes scarily relatable mind. Sweet Pea is viciously funny, foul-mouthed, rather graphic, and not for the faint-hearted. It's the perfect read for anyone who loves a promising young woman or killing Eve. And the good news, if you love it, it's only book one in the series. There are some content warnings we'd like to address, including child abuse and trauma, as well as, well, murder. You can purchase Sweet Pea on Amazon, the HarperCollins website, or anywhere books are sold. Happy reading, and thank you to HarperCollins for sponsoring this episode. Hello, friends. I'm Ra. My pronouns are they, them, and today I want to share with you two books that I did not expect to give five stars, but sure enough, I did. The first book I want to tell you about is called Moby Dyke, 
an obsessive quest to hunt down the last remaining lesbian bars in America by Krista Burton. You would think as someone who spent most of their career working in bars and is currently three years in recovery that a book about bars would be a huge turnoff to them. Well, I loved Moby Dyke. I first heard about this book during a book festival in the Twin Cities called Wordplay, and it turns out that the author was local. So I ended up buying her book and I just felt nervous. I felt nervous to pick it up. But honestly, I'm happy I did because Moby Dyke had me laughing all the way through. Krista talks about her travels in such a humorous and nostalgic way that it made me feel like I was walking into these lesbian bars with her. And it makes me wish I could have joined her in a different era of my life to all these bars. But she does make it known that these spaces are accepting, welcoming, and best of all, have non-alcoholic craft cocktail offerings, which, you know, like I said, I'm three years in recovery. That's what I'm looking for. (laughs) Um, But this book is just filled with so many stories that will have you preparing for your next road trip. Um, I know for a fact that I have so many bars that I would like to visit now, and I, I don't go to bars anymore. So... I was very surprised that this travel memoir about lesbian bars caught my eye and caught my attention so rapidly. And yeah, if you need a laugh, Moby Dyke, Krista's hilarious. The second book I want to tell you about is titled Dry Humping. Yes, I, you heard that. You heard that correct. It is titled Dry Humping, a guide to dating, relating, and hooking up without booze by Tani Lara. This, it's kind of funny because I feel like these two books go hand in hand, like one's about bars and one's about kind of starting dating. And when you think about dating, you think about meeting someone at a bar. So I feel like these two kind of go hand in hand, but also not, not really at all. But yeah, dry humping. This book took me by surprise. I tend to be critical about books that navigate recovery and substance use disorder due to the language that is used surrounding that topic. But the way that this guide was written, I felt like I could jive. I felt like that Tani Laura has definitely done a lot of recovery work in her own, in her own reflection, um, which I, I appreciated. And also the fact that this book was very open to other identities other than just like white women. Quitlet tends to lean towards white women. This book was a guide that I felt like I would have loved to have during the beginning of my recovery journey. Tani shares tips and tricks to navigate the dating world when you're typically used to being sauced up, um, as I would like to say. Uh, (laughs) But the best part about this book is that this book is not just for people in recovery, but it's also for those who are wanting to learn more about moderation and potentially just make some changes in their drinking habits which, you know, I think that deserves five stars for me. And I, I will be recommending this book to any of my friends who come to me questioning their own substance usage. Those are two books that took me by surprise that I gave five stars. If you end up reading these books, I would love to hear more. Uh, you can find out how to reach me in the show notes. Thanks, friends. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Feminist Book Club, the podcast. Want to be part of the club? Here's how you can join us. Obviously, subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review for brownie points. Follow along on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and TikTok. All of those links are in the show notes. Sign up for our newsletter to be the first to know what our next monthly book pick is. 
and check out our award-winning monthly book subscription service. Oprah Magazine named it one of their favorite book boxes, and Shonda Rhimes called us one of her favorite subscription boxes in general. There are multiple membership levels for any budget, and it's an excellent way to support the show and the voices you heard today. See you in the club. A well-read woman is a dangerous creature.